This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another day of jail ministry. I'm so excited that everyone decided to join us. Thank you so very much. Thank you for the letters. Keep writing. Uh, we do hear you. Um, and we are continually praying for the prayer requests that you are sending in, knowing that the Lord, that he will meet every need according to his riches and his glory. He said that himself in Philippians 4 and 19. So we are excited to hear from you and how that the, uh, the jail ministry, how it's blessing your life. I know it's definitely a blessing for mine. And it's just an honor to be able to be before you to share the word of God with you. Because I tell you, there is nothing greater than Jesus himself. And I completely love him. And I know that you do too. So again, thank you for joining us. I pray that you have your Bibles ready. That you have something to write with and some paper or something. So, and also for those that don't know me, uh, my name is Millie. A lot of the people just call me Miss Millie. Either way, it's fine. Um, so, if you would, just join me in a word of prayer and let's just talk to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for this day. Lord, we thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the rain. Thank you for the joy and we thank you for the pain. Because we know that Romans 8 and 28 tells us, for now we know that all things work together for the good, for those that love God and that are called according to his purpose. And we love you, Jesus. And Lord, even though we go through ups and downs, sometimes we're on the mountaintop and then sometimes we're in the valley climbing our way to the mountaintop. But nevertheless, Jesus, and however, we thank you for the good. We thank you for the bad because we do know that it all works together. And Lord, you are always working even when we don't see that you're working. Even when we don't feel that you're working. You are an active spirit and you always work. And the working is for our good because, Lord, you love us. And we're so grateful for that. And I know that the word is already blessed. You even said that the spirit of the Lord is upon you for he has anointed you to preach the gospel. And we know that God is the word. So, Lord, I ask you that you would anoint the, the ears of those that will be hearing your word today. That it will go in their, in their hearts and penetrate their souls and that it would reside there and that they will ponder these words in their heart, Jesus, and that you begin to speak to them as they meditate on your word. Lord, I'm so thankful for all things. Everything that you have allowed me to go through has brought me to this point. So I complain about none and I'm so grateful for it all. I love your people, Jesus. I love you. I love your word. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So it's so good um, just to be able to read the Word of God. And I just want to share some things with you. Uh, for those that do have their Bibles, uh, we're going to start in the book of John. We know John was called John the Beloved, uh, John the Revelator. He was on the Isle of Patmos over in the book of Revelation. The Lord spoke to him. And John was all about love, even 
John 3.16 talks about how God loved the world. And he absolutely do still love the world. It does not matter what condition that the world is in. Or even the condition that your heart is in right now. Even the condition that's in your mind. Maybe you have things that uh, you cannot get any closure. Or maybe it's a little chaos going on. Or you don't know this. Or even you may feel I don't even know where I am right now. I don't even know what's going on with me. But nevertheless, God does love the world. And he did send his son Jesus into this world. That if we believe on Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that we should not perish. We won't go to hell. We'll go to heaven, the place where Jesus prepared for us. Heaven is our home. And that we will have eternal life. Because life in Jesus, it is eternal. And when we receive him, that eternal life starts right here on earth. That's the beauty of it. And I pray that you receive him today through his word. So the book of John, the 14th chapter, and we'll just start at the first verse. And in the first verse, it said, let not your heart be troubled. Now, I have a King James uh, Version Bible. I don't know what Bible you have, but read it in your Bible. What does it say to you? In my Bible, it said, let not mean don't you don't you let it do not allow your heart to be troubled. And that's what I want to talk to you about right now for this time that we have allotted today. Don't let your heart be troubled because I will assure you that in this day and time when we live in real time, there are some troubles out there in this world. And somehow they find their way from out there to in here. And there's so much that a person can go through on a daily basis to at the end of the day, you don't know if you're coming or going. At the end of the day, your heart can be so heavy with things that have troubled you. But John is telling us right here. And John know a little something about the Lord Jesus Christ because he walked with him. He saw him in action. He saw how he loved the people. He saw how he healed the people. How he went about doing good every single day that he spent with his disciples. And now he's still doing it, but he's doing it in the lives of his people now. So John is telling us, don't you, and when it say, let not, you is understood because it is your heart. And if I did a survey right now, if I asked those that are listening, how many got some troubles <laughs> that it, it's their heart, that's things that are troubling you, things that you're concerned about. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's where you are. Maybe it's where you're not. Maybe it's people, your family members. It does not matter what it is. Don't let it trouble you. And you can get your heart tuned into the Lord. You can get your heart so established in God. You can be so connected, a direct connect to the Father that in this world, John 16 and the verse 33 say, you will have tribulations. You will have situations. There will be misunderstandings. There will be fights. There will be turbulence. There will be trials in your life. And all the trials are, they are a challenge to bring out the things that are in you whether it's good or bad, being the good things that God put in you, or maybe it's the bad things that's holding you back from getting to the good things. But nevertheless, what they are, the things that we go through, the trials. And one thing about a trial, the Bible tells us that the Lord would not put any more on us than we are able to bear. 
But however, we can put some self-inflicted situations on ourselves. But I encourage you, don't do that. Whatever you're going through, if there's a, a situation that you need an answer that you have not got an answer, I will encourage you, don't let that situation trouble you because worry, <laughs> that don't help anything. And if you're going to pray about it, then don't worry about it. But if you're going to worry about it, why pray about it? You see, one thing that I have learned that if you believe that God can't do it, oh, it's too hard. It's too many moving parts. It's too much going on. If you believe that he can't do it, flip that thing around and believe that he can't do it, that he can. You see, faith is really doubt in reverse. And doubt is, I don't see it happening. Well, you don't need to see it. You just believe that God said what he said and he meant what he said and he would do exactly what he said. Paul said it would be even as he said it would be. And you can get to a place in your life that no matter what comes, what goes, who comes, who goes, you would not be separated from the love of God. And no matter what happens in this life, that your heart does not have to be stressed out, troubled, even as John is telling us. He said that you believe in God. And you know, there are a lot of people, they believe in God. Even back then when John was telling them, they believed the God of the Old Testament. They believed that God spoke to Moses on the mount and gave the commandments. But you see, Jesus hadn't come at that time. The mediator, the advocate had not come. God hadn't sent his son into the world. So at that particular time, people did believe in God. But when Jesus came to his own, they didn't receive him. They rejected him. And maybe some of you have experienced rejection in your life. And in the rejection, maybe it's because you're not doing what people want you to do. Or maybe you're not acting in the way that they feel you should act. And But nevertheless, one thing, I read this and I believe it to be true. One thing that we all got to understand is that we are not other people. And when we come to the conclusion that I'm not them and they're not me. And everything else after that should make a whole lot of sense because it's where your faith is. It's where you are in God. So believe in God, believe in Jesus Christ. And I do know that in this particular age that we're living in, this 2023, that somewhere along the way, you've heard something about the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you believe it or not, I do believe that somewhere almost, I wouldn't say all over the world that God died for, but I do believe that somewhere in this world, there's a, a vast majority of people had, have heard the name Jesus Christ. So trust in it because I tell you, he's the way, he's the life, and he's the truth. And let's continue to read. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What Jesus said, you got your focus all wrong. See, your heart is so distressed over things you can't change. Over things that happened. Maybe you were in the wrong or maybe you wasn't. But nevertheless, it happened. And you are where you are at this particular time. And maybe you can't do anything about it. So why stress about it? Why worry about it? Why let your heart be troubled? Jesus is telling it. Well, John, in this particular uh, chapter, he is saying, the Lord, get your focus. Be more heaven-minded. See, one day, we're going to give this world a permanent wave goodbye. When it is said and when it is done, Hebrews 9 and 27, it was once appointed 
unto man. That is an appointment that we will keep. And in that appointment, in this life, we have our whole life to work out our whole life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then at the end of our life, not knowing where the end is or how the end's going to come, then the accountability comes forth to how we live our life. And I ask you right now, how you living? How are you living? How are you living? What are you doing? Is it pleasing to the Lord? Or do you feel bad about what you're doing? And if you are, that is your conscience convicting you, not condemning you. The Lord does not condemn us because there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And I pray to God that those that I'm talking to, that you are in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you know him, that you love him, that you serve him. And if you don't, just believe in your heart. Romans 10 and 9. Believe in your heart. There's a higher power. It has to be a higher power because we need a higher power. We need a higher authority on some of the things that we're going through. Some of the, the things, the troubles that are in our lives, is spoken of in the first verse, don't let them trouble you. But nevertheless, some of the troubles that we are going through, because they're so big in our eyes, we need a big old power. We need a higher power greater than what we are, that greater than what we can give to work out our lives. To work out our situations. Because some things you just can't do on your own. You need a higher authority. And Jesus is that authority. And as we keep reading, he said that I'm in my father's house in many mansions. I mean, you have your own particular house in heaven, but you got to get there. So he said, don't get so distorted about what's going on right now in real time that you forget about that one day you got to answer for this life that we have been given. And life is so beautiful. It is worth the living no matter where you are, whatever station you are in life right now. It's worth the living. And the Lord will help us as we surrender our lives to him. We can live through him. So I want to keep reading because I want to get down to another part. So he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, this is the third verse. Go back and read the whole chapter of uh, John 14, just in case we don't have time to cover it all. So that where I am, you may be also. And when I go... You know, because you know the way. And then Thomas said, Lord, we know not whether you go and how we, how can we know the way? And this is what Jesus replied to him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Because God sent his son into the world to be a sacrifice. Uh, to be that penalty for our sins. And what Jesus did when he came to earth to live as a man, God as a man, Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. God was inside of him, reconciling the world back to him. It goes all the way back to the garden when that separation came between man and God because of sin. Sin will separate you from God himself. Sin will cause you to miss heaven. Sin will cause things around you to be awful. It will cause relationships to fall apart because of sin. Sin will bring about sickness and sin will bring about death. But we know that Jesus came into this world to be that sacrifice. And he said that I am the way. If we're looking for another way, I'm here to tell you that there is no other way. Because we read that Jesus Christ, that there is only one name given. Under heaven, whereby men must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. So he's the only name. He's the only way. So why do we look for another way? Why do we search for another name? At the name of Jesus Christ, every knee is going to bow. And 
every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. Things that are on the earth and things that are under the earth. I tell you that those that miss heaven, hell is an awful, awful place. It's an eternal place where it's an eternal separation from God. And you don't want to experience that. And even the Bible tells us that hell was made for the devil and his angels. It was not made for man. If man go there, they go there as an intruder, uninvited. But the invitation is to heaven. The invitation is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever you are going through at this particular time, you say, well, why do you keep saying that? Because I can feel right now the hearts, that, there's some heavy hearts out there. It's some things that are on a lot of your minds that you don't even know what's going on. Maybe you feel abandoned by family members of people. Maybe you feel that disconnect from God. You don't feel that closeness that you know that you need to feel. And your heart is heavy over things that you are dealing with at this particular time. But if you allow the Lord to come in, you see, he's such a gentleman. He's just not going to just come on in. But he could, he should. But however, he said, I'll stand at your door and I'll knock. And if you hear my voice, you've got to hear him. And the only way that you can hear the voice of the Lord is that you've got to get in a quiet place and get some quiet time. With people talking in your ear and all this noise and the noise from the TV and the noise from all these thoughts going through your head, you cannot hear God. You have got to get somewhere that read the word and maybe you say, well, I just can't pray. I just, uh, just, I'm just so boggled down with, I just can't pray. Well, then get somewhere and think about. Think about where you are right now in life. Something got you from birth to here. You wasn't that something. You, it wasn't your parents. A power got you from when you exit the birth canal to where you are right now. Who gave you breath? Who gave you life? Who woke you up? Was it you? Absolutely not. We cannot. It is the Lord. For in Him we we breathe, and in Him we move. And in him we have our being. We are a human being because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he loved us so that he came to this earth that we could have a better life. That you can live a Christian life in this old, evil, sinful world. Because if you don't let this and that and that and this cause your heart to be troubled, to be disturbed, distressed, and always arguing and always fussing and always upset over something and never walked away from a fight, some things you just need to walk away from and you need to tell yourself, tell yourself, is fighting that skunk, is it worth the smell? It's going to stink. Ask yourself. Some things you just need to walk away from. Turn them over to the Lord. Let the Lord handle it. Let's finish reading. So Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth and I'm the light. And one thing about Jesus being the truth, when we come to him, we must be honest in all aspects. So the things that are going on within you, think about it. Ask yourself. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. 100. Let's be truthful about it. The things that are going on in your mind, what can you do about it? What can you do about where you want to be, but you're not there? What can you do about that? What can you do about the people that you wish they would change? They wish they would talk different, do different, and act different, and treat you different. What can you do about that to make all that happen? What can you do that you haven't done to make things better? Turn it over to the Lord. Turn it over.
talking to Jesus. Jesus, you said you the way. I don't know the way. I'm clueless. I don't know. I don't know no way out of what I'm in. I have no idea how to get out of this, this position that I am in right now, this situation. I have no idea how to get out of it. So, Lord, you say you're the way. You know the way out this. And I do need a way out of it. You bring that to the Lord, but I will tell you that he would not allow any more to be put on you than you're able to bear. A lot of situations, a lot of trials of life that we go through, the escape route is in the trial. So you say, well, I ain't got out of it yet. Well, maybe you have not got out of the situation which you need to get out of so you can grow and go on so you won't repeat it. See, in school, when we did experiments in the, in the science lab, in every experiment, there's an experience to get in the experiment. And if you don't get the experience, if you don't get lesson learned out of it, you are subject to repeat the same situation. You say, I keep finding myself right here again. I keep doing this over and over and over again, and I can't make any changes. Why do I, why I'm stuck right here? I'm with the same old person. The situation is toxic, and, and I'm just falling prey to it every single, why? I can't move on. Why can't get away from this or that, that or this? Because you don't know the way out of it. The way out, the escape route out of all of our troubles, out of all of our heart being ripped and torn out, feel like it's torn out of our body, out of all of that and all of this, it is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I would that none would perish. I come to seek and to save that which is lost. The Lord is looking for you. He got an APB out on you and he know you. He know just where you are. He know what you're doing. He can see in the dark. He created the dark, but he didn't like it so much. He spoke to it and said, let there be light. And he will cause the light to come in your life. So whatever you are experiencing in your life right now, right now, whatever you're going through, whatever you can't seem to find your way out of, I tell you that Jesus is that way out in your trial. The escape route is Turn into somebody that know the way. A person don't know the way, they can't lead you nowhere. They cannot help you at all. Let's say you lost, you're out on a country road and you lost, you don't know where you're going. So you stop at a little country store. And you ask the man, man, how do I get over yonder to yonder place? And he said, well, God, make a left right here and a right right there and go around in a circle, make another left and another right. You still lost. So then that person says, I tell you what, follow me. He get in the car, you following him. So right then, they're not showing you the way, they become the way. So Jesus don't show you the way. There is no other way. He said, I am the way. If you follow me, I'll take you there. I'll take you all the way from earth to glory if you follow me all the days of your life. If you just turn your situations, if you just turn yourself, if you just say, I can't do this no more, throw your hands up and surrender. Surrender to the Lord. And when you surrender, you give him your life. You say, Lord, I've been trying to fix this for so long and I don't have a fixer big enough to fix it. But the Lord got a fixer big enough to fix every situation because he is the fixer. He absolutely is. He's the creator. And he created all of us. And there's nothing about us that he do not understand. You know what, Miss Lily? You know what? I probably don't understand and don't need to. But however, the Lord understands. He know what you did when you did what you did. He knew when you were thinking about doing what you did. He was right there. And the Bible said, where sin did abound, because our chances are 10 times out of two, it was sin. Because look at your surroundings and where you are right now, sin got you there. But where sin did abound, grace did much more about grace God's grace was right there and grace is like time out in a ball game like okay you know what you got two strikes two outs and you two strikes two outs and two strikes and you up for bat and you shabby <laughs> you don't know how to swing <laughs> you know you can't swing at that devil in here you done missed two strikes now you got two outs and two strikes you need to regroup 
sometimes if your life ever felt like, man, I got two outs and two strikes. <laughs> you ever felt like that? <laughs> two outs and two strikes, and I'm up to bat. Ooh, and I'm shaking and my nerves. My heart is troubled and I don't know what to do. I'm scared because I cannot strike out one last time. You're on your third strike. That means your third out. <laughs> so you turn it over to the Lord. Lord, two, two outs and two strikes and I'm up to bat. What am I going to do? Turn it over to the Lord. You know why? Because he knows the way. He is the way. And the truth of it is, see, we like grace. We like time out, but we don't want to tell the truth about it. The reason I got two strikes and two outs is because of how I've been living. We don't want to tell the truth. We don't want to fess up and be honest about it, be real transparent. But the fact of the matter, he already know. He already know why we got two strikes and two outs. He already know. So just come clean with him. Lord, this is what I said. Tell it. Confess it. Tell the Lord, not your friends. Tell the Lord who can do something about it. Because in the thing that you are going through, the escape route is in the trial. What trial? Whatever you're going through, wherever you are, maybe all the odds are stacked against you. It's well, I don't see how this one go turn out right. But I tell you, Jesus will bring you out all right. He'll bring you out all right every time if you trust him. Here's the way. He's a truth, but you cannot come to him lying and, and scamming and scheming and skipping and tripping. You cannot. You've got to come to him straightforward and honest and fess up. That's why they call it confession, fessing up, <laughs> confession, confess to him. Lord, you see my life, you know, you know, my travels, you know where I've been. I don't even know where I'm going, but my life is in your hand. My future it's in your hand, Jesus. And I don't know the right way to go. But I heard what Miss Millie said in John 14 and the sixth verse. Jesus told one of his disciples, because he said, well, we've been with you, but we still don't know the way. Thomas, they just call him Doubting Thomas. Have you ever felt that I've been with the Lord all this time? Still feel lost. I've been following Jesus for a long time. And I feel like I still don't know the way. That's what Thomas said. He said, Lord, how are we going to know the way unless you, unless you show us? And he just had to talk to them plainly. He said, I am the way. I am. I'm the truth. And I am the life. You've got to let him be your life. You've got to let him lead you and let him guide you. Because you know the way. You've got to come to him in complete honesty. And, and really sincerely want him. Don't play around with the Lord. He's not that type of God. He said, be not deceived. God's not mocked. You're not going to mock him. You're not going to make a, a fool out of him. Lord, help me out now. Then when I, when I get in the free, you know, when I get over here or get over there, you know, I got this. No. If you're going to let him have it, give it to him all the way. Give him all you got. Because in this life, the accountability, you want to be real, you want to be true. And then he said, you've got to let me be your life. He does not want to be anybody's lifestyle. Styles come and go. Jesus is permanent. He's tried and proven true. He hung on the cross. He gave his life. He laid the foundation. You tell me what more can he do? Now it's up to you and I to do what we need to do. And we need to turn our lives over to him. And we need to serve him. And let's finish reading because we're getting close to the end. And I want to, let's see. Jesus told him, I've been so long time with you. On down to the... Um, 12th verse, John 14 and 12. Listen. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. What the Lord is saying that once we allow him to come on the inside of us, the works that Jesus did will never be greater, but the greater works is we'll go more places. Uh, I was in Alabama, met a lady at the grocery store, and she was a Christian, and right out of the whole, I guess the whole crowd, she gravitated toward me, and we began to talk about the Lord and share Jesus with her. What a beautiful experience. See, God got people everywhere. Wherever you are, that's where God is. <laughs> well, I, need to get, I need to be over there, because no, wherever you are, that's where He is. You know why? He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be a very present help in the time of trouble. What trouble? Your trouble. Why he need to be a present help need to be right there in trouble? Because trouble levels the playing field. It really does. In everybody's life. A little trouble. That's why John said, don't let your heart be troubled. And Jesus said, I'll be there very present help in the time of your trouble. It lets you know that trouble is coming. And trouble is not supposed to kill us. It's not supposed to make us do worse, but make us do better. And then I want to read this and we'll close out. Uh, John 13, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do in that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. When it's saying, if you love me, do what I say. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't stress over it. Jesus, everything he came to this earth to do of John 19, uh, he said, it's finished. So, Allow the Lord to come in. You got to allow. I pray that your soul was blessed today. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And Lord, I pray right now as we come to the close of this video. I pray that all those that are out there that they're watching, whatever the troubles are in their heart, comfort their heart, Jesus, and let them know that faith in you, trusting in you for your very word. They don't have to do anything but believe. Trust in you, and it will be even as you say it will be. Bless their lives and their homes and whatever situations they may be going through in Jesus' name. God bless you all, and I look forward to seeing you again. Don't let your heart be troubled. Jesus will work it out if you let him.